What's up, everybody? Andrew Cooper here, a.k.a. Coop A. Fiasco, and we did it. This is Coop's Fantasy Football Fiasco with Fantasy Alarm with Better Sports Network, sponsored by FFPC, and we made it through the fantasy football season. What a season it has been as well. Thank you guys all for joining us. If you still have championships next week, don't worry. We're going to hit on a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, we'll tell you who might sit, who might not. We're going to go through. Uh, today, I'm going to do it a little differently than I usually do. Usually, I recap, uh, you know, everything that happened this past week. We're not going to get crazy into it because, you know, a lot of people, their seasons are over. So what I'm going to do is go through each one, kind of talk about the teams, talk about maybe a little bit about the future of the teams, what could happen next week. We're going to still rock. You know what I mean? We're, we've got FFPC playoffs. I'm going to end the show by talking about FFPC playoffs and the amazing contest over there. And some tricks that I have. Uh, I, I got an article coming out, but I want to give you some tricks on that. And we'll get all set up with that. But uh, yeah, just want to say up front to the people that are watching, listening. I love when people come and say thank you to me, say thank you to Howard, say thank you to John. But just remember that you are the one that won. You are the one that put the guys on the team, made the moves. You're the one that's that looked for the advice. You know what I mean? It's you can't do it without help. I, I get help from people. I asked John and Pemba, the QB guru. I go and look at, uh, you know, pro football focus. I look at all these different sites. I, I, I absorb as much information as possible. If you don't go out and do that, then you're never going to win. So a lot of people sometimes go over the top a little bit, giving credit to other people. Take the credit yourself because you went out. If you ask me a question, you took the time to do that. Right. You took the time to do the research, to look for the information, to seek it out. You watch these shows. You were hanging out. So you got to take all the credit there. You can say, hey, you know what? Thanks for helping me along the way. But never give anybody credit for your championship, because unless you have somebody physically pressing those buttons for you, you made the call at the end of the day and you make the call to hang out with us. You make the call to be a fancy alarm member. So honestly, congratulations. And if you didn't win, you know what? We still have uh, DFS. We still have FFPC playoff challenge, obviously. We keep it rocking at Fantasy Alarm with all the other sports, you know, NASCAR, NBA, MLB, the whole deal. So we'll be cooking. But anyway, just wanted to say that. Congratulations, everybody. And guess what? It's a new year. So let's get in. Let's look at it. As always, we're going to go by team, alphabetical order, by city. And again, I'll talk a little bit about this weekend. And I'll talk a little bit about uh, what I think these teams should do moving forward and what's going to happen moving forward. And obviously, if you know, you're going to be playing next week. We'll try and say, okay, you know what? This team has something to play for. This team doesn't. So first team here, Arizona Cardinals knocked off the Eagles this week. Unbelievable, man. And I honestly, you look at it and guys like, you know, Kyler Murray, obviously being a high end pick, they paid a lot of money to. He is still fighting for his job. You see it with a lot of these other guys. If you're a quarterback picking the third round, the fourth round, you are scrapping for your life. Look at Davis Mills. He looked pretty good, but a third-round pick, he couldn't put it together. They go out, get C.J. Stroud. You cannot let your team get into position to draft your replacement, right? And Kyler Murray, I personally think, went out, did enough. I mean, move the team physically, like move the team behind the Patriots in the draft order. Actually made it harder for his team to replace him. That is a baller. He battled out this week. We said he could be a league winner. He finished QB4 on the week. Shout out Kyler Murray. And now the team is in a position to potentially go out and take Marvin Harrison Jr. He might have helped himself to the umpteenth degree by winning a game that no one thought they could win. 
So I look at this team and I say, if I'm the Eagles, I mean, sorry, the Cardinals, I keep Kyler Murray. I keep Trey McBride, obviously, because he's a star. You know, if you feel good about your team, maybe you do keep James Conner, but, you know, running back is something you might be able to replace in the draft or later on. At wide receiver, that's where they have questions. Marquise Brown, probably gone. Saw some weird stuff with him talking about trading himself away in a fantasy league. Kind of weird. Ended up on IR. Uh, you know, Greg Dorch, maybe gone as well. His contract's up. I think Rondell Moore's under contract on his rookie deal still, so they keep him. Michael Wilson, you know what? He looked solid enough to play split end, so I think they'll be keeping him around. Uh, and, yeah, Josh, we did deal with a lot of that who do I flex stuff. I don't know. It's not nonsense to me. I love that stuff. That's why we do the show, uh, you know, on, on Sunday morning. I, I look forward to that. I have a blast doing that. But, again, at the end of the day, you were the one that said, hey, you know what? I need a second opinion on this. You put together the questions. You did the research and getting a second opinion. That's all part of it. I, on the morning show, I asked John and Pemba multiple questions about my own team. So having questions and, and wanting to learn more, that's all part of being a good fantasy football player. That's where I'm at. So there you go. Uh, next team, Atlanta Falcons. Very strange team doing something. Total, the, the thing with this team is that they're they're doing something totally different than every other team, right? There's different variations of the offenses where some teams use the same 11 guys. Some teams use three wide receivers every play. The uh, Dolphins and the 49ers, they use a fullback, so they use two wide receivers. This team uses the fewest wide receivers of any team. That's the gripe that a lot of people have is that they're totally different from any other team, and people look at Arthur Smith and say, you know what, like if you do something totally different and you don't win, then everyone's going to hate on it. And this team has not been winning. They lost again this week, and the only wide receiver that plays even more than 40% of the snaps is Drake London. So I don't know what they're going to do moving forward. They used a ton of two tight end sets, but didn't use the tight ends efficiently. They Bijan played a huge snap share, but they keep giving carries to other guys. You know, obviously Tyler Algier had the big touchdown. It's frustrating for fantasy and it's frustrating for their fans to look around and just see your team's doing something totally different. It's not working. I'm interested to see what they're going to do. Apparently they're going to keep Arthur Smith on. So maybe another year of this weird offense. I would like to see them go away from the two tight ends and fullback and at least use two wide receivers. So I think that's where they start here. Even though they've used all these picks on Kyle Pitts and they've used the picks on Drake London, I think they, they got to do something to get one more wide receiver. And there's a lot of teams in that position. So uh, it's better than being in a position where you need a tight end. And we'll talk about that because not a lot of tight ends out there in free agency or even in the draft. There's one, there's a few really good ones and there's a high end Brock Bowers, but only one team's going to get them. And you know, not everybody's going to be Sam Laporta and pop right away. I think Michael Mayer is going to be a good tight end, but it's going to take time. Trey McBride didn't, didn't really pop right away either. So there you go. Yeah, Falcons need Flacco. I love that comment. It's, yeah, everyone could use Flacco. He's my pick for comeback player of the year. And if they want to, if the journalists want to pick Jamar Hamlin, that's fine, right? Like he came back from the dead and, play, and he actually played football. He was on the field, right? So, you know what? If they want to pick that, that's fine with me. I'm not going to argue, but. Joe Flacco, the story's great. Uh, honestly, kind of like Kurt Warner, in my opinion. If he takes him to the Super Bowl, it's no different than Kurt Warner, who you know won a Super Bowl with the Rams and then at 37 years old went to the Super Bowl with the, the Cardinals. If he if Flacco does that, it's not a whole lot different. So I'm rooting for Flacco. It's a great story. Next team here, Baltimore Ravens. This is a team, folks, that could sit their starters next week. They have they've locked everything up. The bye. The you know, and tough schedule, so kudos to them. They beat the 49ers, beat the Dolphins, might have even given other teams the blueprint to beating these teams, right? Basically, they 
you know, they blitzed him hard. And they said, hey, you're gonna if you're gonna put Kyle Juszczyk and Alec Ingold on the field and not give them the ball, then we're gonna challenge you and say, throw them the ball, right? Give them the ball. And they didn't do it. So they just loaded up on covering Ayuk and Debo and, and Tyreek and challenged them and said, Hey, you know what? Neither team, neither one of these teams has a wide receiver, what wide receiver three that has caught more than 25 passes this year. Show us. Show, you know, Cedric Wilson did score, but they're like, you know what? You got to spread it around if you want to beat us. And I don't know, that might be the formula to beat these teams. So we'll have to see. Uh, the Ravens might have unlocked it. Uh, I'll tell you, you know, this Ravens team moving forward, it's interesting to see what they're going to do because Isaiah likely looks so good. And another team could use a Mark Andrews or Isaiah likely. So are they going to go two tight end sets next year or, you know, moving forward when everybody's good to go? Or what are they going to do? Even Charlie Kohler, like Charlie Kohler, their third tight end who scored this week might be better than the starting tight ends on a lot of teams. Charlie Kohler, if he was on the Colts, might have been the best tight end on the team with Jelani Woods out. If he was on the Broncos, if he was on the Seahawks, maybe. So very interesting, this team loaded a tight end in a situation where the best free agent tight ends are going to be what? Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki, maybe Austin. I mean, it is ugly at tight end. So I don't know, could be a trade candidate there. I know teams don't like doing that. The Ravens don't like trading away their depth, but. Maybe. And then at running back, I mean, you got to see what's going on with J.K. Dobbins, with, with Keaton Mitchell, whether they can come back healthy. Uh, Buffalo Bills will have a meaningful game this week. That's the next team. Uh, James Cook this week was, you know, we expected a tough matchup. So it was rough as we thought. So we'll have to see. Next week is going to be a, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's Bills versus Dolphins for the division. That's going to be the best game of the week. Uh, hopefully they can flex it to a prime time if it's not already prime time. But that's going to be a good one. Now, the weird thing, we always talk snap counts here. Uh, Sunday Night Football. Thanks, Adam Bernard. So, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Real good one on Sunday Night Football. Uh, Stephon Diggs hasn't been playing well, and he also hasn't been playing a lot. So, typically, this guy plays like 80% of the snaps. Last three weeks, 46%, 60%, and 65%. That is well below what you would expect. I mean, Gabe Davis plays like every snap, and he still does. So, I don't know. You know what? Like some, something could be going on with him. He hasn't – no injuries have been disclosed. I mean, he didn't practice on Friday, but they told us it was a veteran day off or whatever. So I don't know. Maybe they're just resting him and keeping him healthy. They think they can cruise in the playoffs. I have no idea, but I don't know. Savon Diggs not a guy. Next week's a big week, so in DFS, use him if you want, but just crazy that he hasn't really played a ton. Scampers, what's up, dude? How are you doing in the chat? Shout out, chat. Thanks for hanging out. I know it's after fantasy season, so maybe some people have fatigue. Not me. I'm rocking. I'm rolling. We're ta- we're gonna we're talking a little bit about the future here. We're gonna talk some FFPC. It's gonna be cool, man. And I'm excited for. I tweeted it. I'm I'm pumped for the rampant speculation that comes in the off season. For me, I take maybe like a couple weeks here to to relax during NFL playoffs. Just enjoy it and watch. But then we get right into free agency talk. You know who's going where. How is that going to change the dynasty landscape? You know. Who could get traded? Who could get signed and really affect some of the assets or who could leave and unlock some guys, you know? So we get into that. People are surprised to learn there's less than 30 days from the Super Bowl until you open a free agency. It's that quick. I tried to, I learned that two years ago when I tried to do, I was like, oh yeah, after the Super Bowl, I'll write an article on every team. I was doing two articles a day on some days trying to get that done. So uh, now we know that it comes up quick, baby. So a league that plays all the way to the Super Bowl, that's sick. Yeah, so let me know if you have any questions. We're going through. We're doing our best for, you know, telling you who's got games, who's not. Uh, But the Bills, you know, I know it's like 
Diggs will probably stick with him. James Cook looks awesome. Dalton Kincaid has a bright future. I think they need to upgrade a wide receiver too. In fact, this offseason, I said that about a couple of teams. I said about the Bills. I said about the Lions. Need a better wide receiver too. They didn't do it. They're hurting a little bit. We're seeing that. You know, I probably lost to some Bills fans and Lions fans on Twitter, but that's okay because we keep the – sometimes when I lose fan followers on Twitter, I look at it as addition by subtraction. I'm trying to curate a close-knit, more knowledgeable base. I don't really care about, you know, doing clickbait and having a million followers. It's not important to me. What's important is fantasy law members and the people who watch this show and hang out and win leagues with us. So that's where it's at with me. Uh, next team, Carolina Panthers. A lot of questions here. Miles Sanders, my my number one biggest fantasy disappointment, my mistake was Miles Sanders. I They believed in him. I, I fell for it with, you know, the – the GM and the coach talking to him about catching a bunch of balls didn't work out. Everybody got fired. He got benched. So that one's on me is what it is. Chuba Hubbard. Maybe he's the guy of the future. Maybe they do something else. We'll see. Adam Thielen and Mingo are both under contract. I really don't see a way that they're going anywhere. Chark is a free agent, free agent. They could move on from Chenault and Marshall. So maybe they do upgrade the wide receiver three. And I think this team needs to upgrade tight end. Hopefully Hayden Hurst recovers. He's having a, a tough time with, um, uh, some concussion symptoms. So, uh, you know, sending good vibes his way. But I don't think Tommy Tremble and Ian Thomas and Stephen Sullivan in the gang, I don't think there's an answer in there. I think that's a place this team needs to upgrade. But, again, we'll go through and we'll we'll do the needs to upgrade at tight end tracker here. And the Panthers is our, our one. So that's the first one. Uh, this next team, Chicago Bears. Do they draft a quarterback? Do they not? Justin Fields, where does he go? I, I mean, he's just so fun to watch and explosive, but I'm just not sure if he, you know, is going to develop into the pocket passer. And as we've seen, that is, a, it is an important question because we very rarely see pocket pass, uh, mo- true running quarterbacks continue to run and be productive after the ages of like 28, 29, 30. Right. Like you have to do what Russell Wilson did and transition into a pocket passer or your career is going to be uh, is going to decline quickly. Very rarely do we see a Cam Newton or Mike Vick do it until they're 30 years old, 31 years old. And yes, Cam Newton is an example of somebody who did it for a really long time, which is kind of scary when you consider how quickly it went downhill for him. Like you have to transition to a pocket passer by age 30, like the numerically speaking, it has to happen. So. I don't know. Uh, keep fields and trade down for uh, Marvin Harrison. Boy, would Bears fans love that because there's a huge overlap of Chicago Bears fans and Ohio State fans. I mean, a non Nenduri of player profiler like Chicago and Ohio area. There's a lot of overlap there. They would love that fields and obviously fields, Ohio State, too. So, I mean, there are definitely people that would be rooting for that. But interesting to see. I mean, DJ Moore's a stud. Uh, Cole Komet is is locked in. Roshan, I think, looked good. Roshan Johnson, they probably don't need to spend up at running back. A lot of this stuff is in place, so I don't know. One more wide receiver, too. Darnell Mooney, I don't know if it was the surgery on the ankle or what, but he just doesn't look like himself, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, T. Higgins with a big face plant this week. T. Higgins, uh, probably one of the killers if you started him in fantasy. I know he started in like 66% of Yahoo leagues, only caught one ball. In fact, that was a killer for our FFPC team. Let's get that out of the way here. Let's check out the FFPC lineup that we made, uh, me and Andrew Hall, on Friday. Uh, And 
I thought we I thought we were going to crush, but we had a couple holes in the lineup here, so uh, didn't finish in the money. We did finish in the money with um, with uh, Justin Boone, so you know, nice there. We'll get a couple beverages at the expo if he makes it down from Canada. But yeah, here's the squad. And interestingly, I looked at the top couple teams. Nobody in the top like three or four had uh, had Lamar Jackson, the QB one this week. We all a lot of us had Jalen Hurts. So Jalen Hurts, Christian McCaffrey. Kyron Williams, CeeDee Lamb, look at the overlap with us and them. Uh, you know, we they started Jefferson, we started Tyreek, we both started Kelsey. Uh, you know, here's where the difference makers end up being. Travis Etienne over Mike Evans. Yep, that's a big one. Rashad White, oh, T. Higgins, brutal. Uh, they started Devon Achan, which we didn't start. Oh, no, we started Tyreek Hill. Uh, yeah, Sam Laporta did well, but Amon Ross St. Brown scored slightly more points, even in tight end premium. We went the heavy tight end set, trying to take advantage of that tight end premium. Didn't really work out. Then we both started the kicker and the defense. So, I mean, that's it. It doesn't seem like a huge difference between these teams, but that 30 points can make all the difference. So if you want to play with us, go over to myffpc.com. Use promo code COOP. They'll give you 25 bucks when you deposit 35 or more. And at the end of the show, stay tuned because I'm going to hit on all my secrets for winning their premier, in my opinion, one of the best contests out there, the flagship contest, the FFPC Playoff Challenge. Two different levels, the $25 level and the $200 level. I'm going to give you some of my secrets. That's what we're going to do uh, with the, these shows for the next couple of weeks is I'm going to give you some secrets, some general secrets. Now, we don't know what the playoff uh, you know, what the teams are going to be just yet, but I'll give you some basic secrets. And then next week when we have the field set, that's when we'll get in and I'll give you the actual players that I'm going with. Uh, Anthony, shout out my dude. Yo, you got to hit me up on, uh, on Twitter because, uh, you named the player in the, in the chat in the week that, uh, Justin Boone and I made our lineup. So if you do end up at the expo, so to pop on us, buddy. So hit me up on Twitter at Coupe Fiasco there. Uh, yeah. So my FFPC uh, use promo code COOP. They'll give you 25 when you deposit 35 or more. And again, we'll get to some tips later in the show. Let's get back to the teams, the recaps here, the important stuff. And again, for those just joining us, what we're doing is we're going through, looking at kind of what happened this week. And we're kind of also skewing a little bit towards Dynasty and what might happen moving forward, right? Like what, what these teams could do, who could get replaced in Dynasty. Like if you're sitting there, with Gabe Davis, you got to be shaking in your boots that this team is going to add a second wide receiver, right? So, uh, you know, these are the things, the questions we got to start asking now so you can try and make those trades in Dynasty and, and those formats now. And we're also going to hit on what we think could happen next week. So uh, big flop from T. Higgins. Joe Mixon was great in fantasy this year and technically under contract next year because they renegotiated his deal. So I think he's going to be back. I think they honestly just do their best to run it back with as, as many people from this team as possible. This is another team that could use a tight end upgrade because Irv Smith didn't cut it. Tanner Hudson is more of like a Cameron Bray, Anthony Ferkser type pass down only guy, which you need more than that, right? So especially if you're going to use three wide receivers virtually every play, you want to have one good two-way tight end that can block and catch balls. You don't want to be telling the defense you're throwing it by putting Tanner Hudson in and on 20 of his 23 snaps, he runs a route. You're telling on yourself. That's what's so valuable about guys like George Kittle and, and Rob Gronkowski and TJ Hawkinson is that they don't you don't give away the play with the rotations, right? So uh, interesting there. And Chase Brown, of course, dynasty stash. Got to be stashing Chase Brown. Uh, speaking of Brown, the Cleveland Browns, next team up here, you know, 60 snaps this week. Joe Flacco, again, we talked about it earlier. Great story, man. I'm rooting for him. 
Uh, yeah, Jared, I see you. Chase Brown season. I mean, he looked great, dude. I know, but uh, Joe Mixon's still under contract. But I looked at it. They do have outs. You know, he would. They would have to eat some cap, but they could save some money. So if they need money, that's a place where they could potentially get it. Uh, Cleveland Browns, uh, Ford and Hunt split again for the future. We'll have to see what's up with Nick Chubb. You know, Jerome Ford looked good enough that I think that they just try and bring Chubb. Hopefully Chubb is healthy and they just roll with what they have, you know, uh, at wide receiver. I think they're pretty set too. I mean, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, Cedric Tillman. I feels all right to me. You know what I mean? It's a lot better than a lot of teams have. And of course they have Dave and Joku too. So like this team, if they can just keep it together, then they can make a run uh, again next year. You know, a quarterback, hopefully Deshaun Watson is the answer. Obviously some questions there, but they can make a run this year. They got a great defense, you know, uh, you know, I know they lost Grant Delpit, but I think the Browns are an RH shape compared to a lot of these uh, teams out there. Uh, Dallas Cowboys next team, Mari Cooper, league winner. He was on the cover of the Fantasy Alarm Draft Guide, which I think, you know, that's just beautiful. And look at that. Right on cue, Britt Flynn saying, Happy New Year, Cooper. Right as we talk about the Cowboys, funny how that happens. Uh, Cowboys, honestly, are, uh, as crazy as it sounds, are now my pick to make the Super Bowl on the NFC side. Yes. I think it's going to be uh, Ravens, Cowboys. And I think that, honestly, if the Cowboys are paying attention, I know they lost to the 49ers earlier this year. Every team needs to make a tape of the Ravens beating the 49ers and then beating the Dolphins, who have very similar offenses. Compile that. I know. I know, Geezy. Sounds crazy, right? Uh, That over San Francisco. But, you know, I think it's possible because – they now have the blueprint. It, I know they might not be the Ravens, but they have a good defense. If they can just take as many pointers from these two games, the Ravens against these two very, very similar offenses, they might be able to uh, put together a game plan that makes it happen. So it's my dark horse pick to do that. Obviously, the easy thing is to to, to say San Francisco. And, you know, I wouldn't I, w- I would obviously not be shocked if San Francisco does it, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Cowboys did it either. So. Uh, that's my call to make there. Uh, the, for moving forward with this team, there are some questions. They could use a goal line back to go with uh, Tony Pollard. Albert, what's up, dude? Thanks for joining us in the chat. They could use a goal line back to mix and match with Tony Pollard. Uh, Jake Ferguson, I think they probably have enough at tight end. You know, Ferg, he's grown on me a little bit. I know earlier this year I said drop him in all formats, and, you know, he didn't do well this week, but I think he's actually all right. He's grown on me a little bit, so – I don't know. They could do an upgrade there. There were rumors about Zach Ertz, you know, at the trade deadline, but I think they could be fine. Brand, I'm just not sure if Brandon Cooks is enough as a wide receiver too. So that could be a spot for them to upgrade as well. And obviously it's important to bring back Tyron Smith and Zach Martin and keep this line going, but Cowboys are in all right shape. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. I think they have a chance to win. You know, I know people hate, like to hate on Jerry. They like to hate on the Cowboys. It is funny, but I, you know, I think they have a, a legitimate shot. I think Dak's a good player. Uh, Denver Broncos, this team, obviously major questions at quarterback, probably going to release Russell Wilson, as we all know. You know, Javante Williams is set at running back, and they just need to build around him. Uh, at wide receiver, here's where it gets interesting. Virtually all these guys are under contract next year, right? And like Jerry Judy, they picked up his fifth-year option, so his contract's fully guaranteed. So, I mean, I, there's not – like you're going to have to trade him, I guess, if you want to move on. Like they're kind of locked in with Judy. And – Pretty much everybody except Will Jordan Humphreys under contract. Will Jordan Humphrey obviously made arguably the play of the year this week. That was awesome. But and then they'll have Greg Dulcich back. So like the weapons are there. There's just a quarterback question. Very interesting situation. But yeah, that Judy one is strange. 
Uh, let me know if anybody's taking a look at that. I, I looked pretty close, and it, it, with those fifth-year options, the guaranteed contracts, you saw like you can't just release that guy. Somebody has to trade for him, pick that up. So I don't know, man. I don't know. That's a that's a crazy one. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what the Broncos do. Obviously, uh, they got eliminated this week. Even though they won, they they only had like a six percent chance to make the playoffs. They needed everything to go right, and it didn't happen. So. Yeah, no. Peyton said no decision on Russ yet. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they want to keep their options open, but we're going to know by March because that's when that uh, that big money vests. So they'll either be in or out, and we'll know in March. That's the interesting part of this. Uh, Detroit Lions, obviously, Amon Ross St. Brown, star, Laporta, stud. They have two wide receivers, two running backs that are awesome, I mean. They have a great offensive line, right? Jared Goff, you know what? I think he's the guy, like at least for them. Jameis Williams is good enough, I think, to be the flanker on that team. So you have three positions of wide receiver. You have flanker, slot, and split end. I think you want to have Almon Ross St. Brown playing uh, slot in two wide receiver sets, moving to flanker for three wide. Then you can have Jameis Williams be the third man that comes in and goes out. They need a split end. If this team could somehow get a guy like Mike Evans on the outside, a big body on the outside, you look around at a lot of these teams and they have that guy. You need a big guy that can tether his foot to the line and beat the jam. That's the, what the lines are missing, right? You have Sam, Sam Laporta tether on one side and the other uh, tight end, the other split end tether on the other side. Everybody in Lions kingdom understands now the rules regarding having two guys on the line of scrimmage after what happened this weekend with the reporting. That's the whole thing is the guys on the end have to be on the line. And if you're not a, wide receiver or a tight end, you have to report as eligible. So that's what happened. They need a split end. That's what they need. Like you look at all these other teams, T Higgins, Michael Pittman, Nico Collins. Those are prototypical big boy split ends, right? If they could get a Mike Evans to come over, they, this team would be perfect. I'm, I'm surprised. Been, I wanted them, them to get DeAndre Hopkins. I think that would have been great for him. DeAndre Hopkins probably going to have a thousand yards this year. Didn't happen though, but maybe he'll be available. But that's what this team needs. If I was going to add one weapon to the Lions, it would be a big-bodied split end on the outside. Yeah, T. Higgins would be perfect in the chat. I see, you, brother. Uh, is it Geezy or G or Jeezy? Is it Jif or Gif? Uh, let me know on that one. But uh, it, either way, that's a great call. That'd be perfect. That's what that, that's the one thing this team needs to really make them a full, complete offense. You know. Uh, next team, Green Bay Packers. Packers do have a meaningful game this weekend. They need to win to stay alive. So, you know, there's only a couple teams that can sit starters, and we'll go through that. Uh, so it's Jeezy, like young Jeezy, right? Yeah. I, well, it's because the Jeezy there and then the junkie later. So I think I think we got it. We got it, dude. Let me know. Uh, yeah, so uh, Green Bay Packers, meaningful game this week. And this is another one of those teams that has – all the weapons are locked up, not even just now for the future. Tucker Craft, Luke Musgrave, rookies this year, locked up. Uh, Jaden Reed's a rookie, so he's locked up on a rookie deal. Christian Watson's under contract. Dontavian Wicks, all these guys are under contract through 2025. So not even just this year, also the following year, which makes it honestly in Dynasty kind of tough for, tough for Tucker Craft because if they go two tight end sets, that means one of these guys, Romeo Dobbs, Wicks. I see so many people that are hyped up for Dontavian Wicks, right? And, you know, he's played well, right? And, you know, Malik Keith and Bo Melton all scored, but they're all fired up for Wicks. How does he get snaps? What is the setup, right? Do they trade Christian Watson? Do they bench Romeo Dubs? 
Is it going to be Watson and Wicks on the outside with Dubs on the bench and Jaden Reed in the slot? They like Romeo Dubs. He plays a ton. So that's the problem I'm running into. How do you get snaps for all these guys? So, uh, yeah, very deep wide receiver room over there. Uh, and then, of course, the questions with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon did not look good. Aaron Jones is getting up there. So I don't know what they're going to do at running back, but if they believe in the team, might as well just run it back. You know, and Jordan Love, I think you got to give him another shot. So that's where I'm at with that team. Houston Texans, I think D'Amico Ryan should be the coach of the year. I would not argue with a number of coaches. Dan Campbell, obviously, Mike McDaniel, all these guys, Shane Steichen, pick, you know, whoever you want to do, like, uh, great. But, like, I like D'Amico Ryans because he's changed the culture of that team, right? This is a team that it's not just about winning on the field, but having a winning culture. And the way he talks and the way he goes about things, I love it. Steichen, for sure, is what Anthony says. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing is that there's arguments made for all of them. All of them, right? Like a ton of guys. So, but I like to make a Ryan's. Uh, they usually don't give it to a first time coach. So I don't expect him to get it, but uh, that's just who I like. So, uh, he seems like he he's doing things the right way. So, CJ Stroud, star. Nico Collins coming into his own. He's on a rookie deal. Uh, Tank Dell will be back next year. Questions then on Woods, Mechie, and Noah Brown, right? What happens there? Uh, Noah Brown has looked great, but he's, you know, He's been around. He's like 27. I think Mechie, he's had a lot of opportunities. Hasn't really done anything. So, I don't know. They might need one more wide receiver there. They have the split end in Nico Collins. Tank Dell, very versatile. So, maybe one more guy. We'll see. And then Dalton Schultz, we'll have to see what they do with him. He could be a – I think he – did he get a two-year deal or one-year deal? I'll have to look into that. Sorry, I should have looked into it before. But, uh, you know, he's solid for what they want to do because they use the fullback. They need a two-way tight end. So, Houston, Texas, man, you got to be pumped if you're a Texas fan with what's going on over there. At running back, that's where it's interesting because Devin Singletary getting up there, but he took over the job from Damian Pierce. So Damian Pierce, to me, feels like he's way on the outside. This is a team where when they think they're going to compete, could draft a high-end running back, and I think it would be a great landing spot. Obviously, got work to do in the trenches on the line, work to do on the defense to some degree, but I think when this team's ready to compete, either this year or next, Running back time, baby. Maybe in free agency, maybe in the draft. Uh, but it's going to happen at some point. It's a good landing spot, in my opinion. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, I'm excited to see Anthony Richardson last year. Wanted to see him this year. Michael Pittman and Josh Downs feel locked into me. Maybe the upgrade Alec Pierce will have to see. And we didn't see Jelani Woods. So if Jelani Woods is the future, I, like nobody really emerged at tight end. So I want to see Jelani Woods. And then Jonathan Taylor's locked in. So Colts, I mean, they've got they've got a lot of the pieces. Their quarterback got hurt, you know? It's what happens, dude. So, yeah, with his backup quarterback and JT missing, that's why Shane Steichen is, yeah, definitely a huge candidate, right, with this team because he was missing a lot of his pieces. You know, Michael Pittman missed, missed some time. You know, he cut a legendary defensive player from the team, and the defense has still played well. So, you know, good for him. Yeah, he's definitely a candidate. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, they will have a meaningful game this week. QB injuries really messed this team up. Obviously, Christian Kirk got hurt. But moving forward, Kirk and Engram are locked in. The big question is Calvin Ridley. Like, I think he's proved enough to get a good contract here. Might not be from the Jaguars, so it might have to be from somebody else. But we'll have to see. I, for my fantasy teams where I have a lot of Evan Engram, would love to see Calvin Ridley leave and just to have it be like Kirk and Engram and Zay Jones in a question mark. That'd be best for his value. And Travis Etienne is awesome. I hope that they keep him there for a long time and they use him as a single back because that's best for me as a fantasy football guy. Kansas City Chiefs, this is a team that could sit their starters. Starter, 
sitting alert, sound the alarms because they've they have not locked up a bye week. So you have the the Ravens and the 49ers could sit their starters because they have the best possible thing locked up. The Chiefs are in a unique situation where they've won the division, but winning this week would not improve their seed. They're kind of locked into the seed they have. So this week doesn't matter. So they could just rest people. And I imagine the way that like Kelsey and these guys have played, they could use some some rest. So I could I could see some rest here. Maybe Rashi Rice, some of the younger guys play, but we'll see. I'll say this for the future. I like the RB room with Pacheco and the gang. Uh, Travis Kelsey, you're just going to keep riding with them, I think. You know, it, that's as long as he wants to play, I think they're going to let him play. And yes, Anthony, that's where it's at. Rashi Rice, great. The drops have been brutal. They need another wide receiver, whether it's free agency or what, they got to do something there. So I think that's where this team goes moving forward. And we'll talk about, we get all offseason to speculate on that, but there's room there. There's room there for multiple guys to succeed. Yeah, Jamal Swagnew Scamp. Jamal Swagnew had the most Swagnew play possible this week, which is to not catch any balls all game, escape to catch a monster play, and then get hurt on that play. That's the, that's the Jamal Agnew special. So shout out Jamal Agnew. Uh, Los Angeles Raiders next team here. QB question. But here's the thing. Devontae Adams, I looked at the contract. He ain't going nowhere. Massive, massive contract. And the cap hit, there's no way around it. Cutting him, trading him, like there's no way to break from him. So he's locked in. Myers, Renfro, those are all questions. But, I mean, you just got to keep one of them. Renfro, I think, has got to go somewhere else, man. Uh, and then, you know, I, Antonio Pierce should get the job, Anthony. I agree. I like Antonio Pierce. He, they they seem to like him, too. So I hope he gets that full-time gig. Uh, Michael Mayer is solid. I mean, honestly, with Michael Mayer, just because we had so many crazy rookie tight ends, people are like, oh, yeah, he's not good. I think he's going to be just fine. He just He's going the traditional two-way tight end path where he's an in-line tight end, doesn't have the full job like many rookie tight ends, you know, mixing and matching with Austin Hooper, and they have high-end weapons. So I think – Michael Mayer is the answer for them long-term. Josh Jacobs is a question, too. So need a quarterback. Josh Jacobs, you don't know whether he's going to be back or not. And then Devontae Adams, I mean, if he doesn't want to play there, then they got to figure out a way to work out a deal with somebody else where part of the trade, it helps alleviate that cap space because you can't just trade that guy and eat that cap. And, you know, the whole franchise would have to go into, you know, a bridge year if that's the case. So uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Michael Wilson's locked in because he signed a big contract. Quentin Johnson on a rookie deal. He's locked in. Keenan Allen, his contract is kind of crazy. Uh, but for the most part, they don't really have an easy out. Gerald Everett's a free agent. Austin Eckler's a free agent. I think those guys are gone. Gerald Everett was never a full-time player for them, and I just I don't see them bringing those two guys back. So, And Eckler has already talked about how he's like auditioning to get a contract with somebody else. So he's probably out too. And Justin Herbert's great. I hope this team just gets a better coach. That's what they need. Uh, Los Angeles Rams, this team, they could sit starters. They might not. So they're playing for the six. They, they could they could end up with the six seed or the seven seed, right? And I, we don't, you never know how much it matters to them. The rest might be more meaningful for these guys. Cooper Cup, you know, these guys. So I don't know. Uh, obviously, you want to have the higher seed because depending on how things shake out, that could be the difference between you being the home team and the away team. So I don't know. I could see the Rams beating San Francisco. I could see it happening too. So maybe they do go hard here and they try and see what the 49ers are doing. 
the 49ers, if they rest their starters, though, the Rams could, you know, go up and then rest their starters too. So could be I, – I, I'm not going to really trust these guys in DFS. I don't know. It's very – I got to talk to Howard and uh, and John on that and see what their thoughts are, honestly, whether the Rams go hard and them against the 49ers' potential backups is great or whether you, we want to avoid that. But, I mean, looking at this team moving forward, Assuming Cooper Cup's going to be back, Puka Nakua is obviously great. Kyron Williams surprised me for sure. I, I thought I was like, this guy is day three pick, right? Under 200 pounds, not fast. I, I just didn't know what the appeal was, but this guy can ball. So that's the appeal. Uh, Tyler, Tyler Higby's a free agent. Davis Allen, I'm not sure if he's the future. He's not particularly fast. This team, again, another team of many. Chargers could use a tight end. I mean, like Everett could be a hot commodity. Gerald Everett. And Hunter Henry, like, so who knows, man? It's going to be crazy. And here's another team, the next team in order, Miami Dolphins. This team could use a tight end, uh, you know, because Durham Smythe, he's fine, but he's not a two-way tight end. If they're going to run the same offense as the 49ers, they could use a George Kittle or something along that line. So very interesting there. Uh, Cedric Wilson popped. Obviously, shout out Howard Bender for throwing him in some DFS lineups this week. But, again, for the playoffs, for this team, it's they need Tyree Kill and Waddle healthy and Raheem Mostert, and Devon Achan. Like, they're very top-heavy, and you see what happens when they're missing any of those guys. Too easy to shut down the remaining options. So uh, this offseason, I could see them going for spending up, maybe not on Brock Bowers, but whatever tight end is out You know, if they got Brock Bowers, that'd be great. But whatever tight end is available in free agency, whatever, they need to do it. They should have got Dalton Schultz, but the Texans are running the same offense, and they got Dalton Schultz. So uh, Minnesota Vikings, obviously questions at quarterback. Jefferson, Addison, and TJ Hawkinson are set. So great weapons, right? Do whatever at wide receiver three. And I think they're good enough at running back, too. I like Ty Chandler, Keenan Wangwu, uh, Madison, if he's back. Like, so it really just is a quarterback question for the Vikings and offensive line. So, and that'll be an interesting one. New England Patriots, a lot of question marks here. They need to lose to the Jets bad. I need that badly because I want them to draft a quarterback. They're probably going to draft an offensive tackle. You know, if they don't draft, if they don't improve at quarterback and they bring Marvin Harrison there, people are going to be pissed for fantasy football. And I don't blame them because we want to see Marvin Harrison play with like Kyler Murray, not with like Bailey Zappi. So I don't know. They can do a lot. Uh, Trent Brown was a healthy scratch this week for uh, apparently like conduct reasons. Like he was just been apparently just not doing what they ask of him. So they benched him and that could cost him like $6 million. So that could even be a grievance. I'm interested to see what happens there, but again, that's their left tackle. So maybe they draft a left tackle. I don't know. I want them to take a quarterback of the players on this team. I think you pop Douglas has been great. You keep him. Tyquan Thornton is a rookie. So he's going to be on that contract, whether you like it or not. Ramondre is good. Maybe you keep Kendrick Bourne, but everyone else can go Hunter Henry, Mike Kosecki, Devontae Parker, like, don't, yeah, I'm not interested in the rest of those guys. Juju, if, you know, if you can get out of that. So, I don't know. I want to see what happens with that team. Uh, Saints have a meaningful game this week. So, if you're looking for DFS plays right here, Taysom Hill caught a 20-yard touchdown. You had to be crazy. I don't even know how you would have survived the, the other playoff weeks to make to the championship to start Taysom Hill, but congratulations if you did, I guess. I don't know. Juwan Johnson was the better option, and uh, Derek Carr has been talking about how he hasn't been healthy, and now he's up to speed. So Juwan Johnson, another good play next week. Alave, Shahid, use those guys. They're set for the future. The future questions are on Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. 
Michael Thomas probably gone. Maybe Kamara too. So Kamara would definitely get signed by somebody though. I no doubt in my mind. Uh, next team, New York Giants. Ton of questions here. I said I didn't like it before the Daniel Jones contract. I just feel like sometimes good coaches hitch their wagons to quarterbacks that you know like they can succeed with below average quarterbacks and because they're good coaches and have good teams it holds them back i mean the best example to me is the chiefs with alex smith where they just kept making the playoffs and losing and then all of a sudden they moved on to mahomes and it was like wow we didn't realize how easy it is when you have a truly elite quarterback and i worry that daniel they the giants fell for that with daniel jones so i don't know i I don't know if they can they're gonna roll with him or what they're gonna do, but tons of questions. Saquon, is he gonna be back? Darren Waller is under contract, but they can get out from that contract. You know, Wandale Robinson, Jalen Hyatt, are they the future? A lot of fantasy questions with this team. Some teams are set. This one up in the air. Uh next team, New York Jets, Aaron Rodgers. I want to see what it looks like with him at quarterback. So hopefully a lot of the pieces will still be in place. Brees Hall is obviously there, Garrett Wilson's there. They need a wide receiver, too, and a tight end. I really hope they don't roll with Alan Lazard, but maybe they will. I don't know. So we'll have to see on that. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, this is a team where we kept saying they would just be fine until they weren't, right? We said, oh, you know what? They'll just beat the Giants and the Cardinals and the Giants, and then they'll they'll make the playoffs. And they did not do that. So because they lost to the Cardinals, they rolled out the red carpet for the Cowboys. Really not a good spot for the Eagles here. So, uh, but, you know, for this year, for the playoffs and long-term, they're easily capable of winning. They have a lot of the pieces in place. They don't, I guess they could upgrade a wide receiver three, but, you know, Julio Jones scored a touchdown again this week. So, I don't know. This team could, they could win the Super Bowl easily. And next year, they'll probably be back again. But, uh, yeah, losing this week was a nightmare. Yeah, Daniels to the Giants, that's an interesting one. These quarterbacks this year, well, I we know there's at least two high-end options, but I think there's probably – I've seen some mocks with like five or six in the first round. So we'll have to see. Yeah, I can see the Giants making a move. Uh, I'd like to see it personally. And I'd like to see them keep Waller because I like Darren Waller. Uh, but if they were to release Darren Waller or put him on the trade block, there would be a lot of teams interested, a lot, as we've talked about already. Uh, so, yeah, that's the Giants. That's the Jets. That's the Eagles. The Pittsburgh Steelers. They, this year, have an outside shot at the playoffs, so they will be playing. They're playing the Ravens, who could rest their starters. It's interesting, you know, it's like you don't want divisional teams in the playoffs, so maybe the Ravens don't rest their starters, and they say, you know what, F the Steelers. We don't want to see the Steelers in the playoffs. We see the Steelers enough. We're sick of the Steelers, so could be a spike game there. Uh, Long-term, questions at quarterback. A lot of teams have it. Kenny Pickett, you're better off with Kenny Pickett than a lot of these teams, like – I'd rather if I as a Patriots man, I'd love Kenny Pickett's better than anything the Patriots have. So I don't know. Maybe he's not the answer. Maybe they go out and get somebody else, but all the weapons are pretty much in place. Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Fryermuth, Najee, Warren, you know, they're all under contract. So this is a team where Russell Wilson, maybe, you know, the right quarterback on the team like this, they could be good right away next year. Defense is good. A lot of good pieces there. So we'll see. Uh 49ers. Don't need to talk long on them. And I want to get to some FFPC stuff. So you just this team, superstars across the board. Trent Williams should be the offensive player of the year. And CMC should be the MVP. And Brock Purdy should be the MVP. The Everyone on the team should be MVP. Kyle Juszczyk, MVP, and offensive player of the year. 
They have 49ers. They're awesome. Uh, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, plans in place, you know, for long-term for wide receiver. DK Metcalf is set as Tyler Lockett, you know, walks off in the sunset. Jackson Smith and Jigba takes over as a full-time player, just like Chris Godwin did behind Deshaun Jackson with the with the Buccaneers. So there you go. JSN, if you can buy him at a discounted price, I would do it. You probably can't because the person who has him probably likes him. But if you can do that, I would do that. Uh, I, the They're good at running back with Kenneth Walker and Charbonnet, good for a long time. So the question is at tight end, whether they keep rotating these guys or just kind of whatever, the Will Disleys and Noah Fance and Colby Parkinson's of the world, or do they go out and try to really improve there? Uh, hard to say, but again, we talked about how thin the market is, so they might just stick with what they have. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield kind of face planted this week, but you know, they're still in the mix, right? They're still in the mix for the division. You know, I'm not sure if Baker's the long term answer. I'm not sure if they can keep Mike Evans after not giving him a deal when he kind of told them he's leaving if they don't, but the team has, I mean, Rashad White, Evans, Godwin, good, Kate Otten, good enough. Right. I like Trey Palmer, the wide receiver three. Trey Palmer is a guy in Dynasty that I'm trying to get. He should not be on the wire in your Dynasty League because if Evans is gone, Godwin's gone, he's been the next man up all year. And I like that guy. So uh Trey Palmer, I think out of Tennessee, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but uh he's been the third fiddle. Make sure you're stashing guys like that. That's the exact kind of guy that maybe with a little more opportunity without, you know, Hall of Fame caliber Mike Evans and all pro caliber Chris Godwin, maybe if those guys aren't around. Then he does a little more fancy football. So, Jay Palmer, shout out. Go get him. Uh, Tennessee Titans, Will Levis, is he the guy? Is he not? I do not know. But he's fun to watch. So, I hope that he gets another shot. Uh, Derrick Henry probably gone. He already alluded to that. DeAndre Hopkins could be released, but he's technically on a two-year deal, so maybe he's around. And I want to see Chigakonkwo get another shot. I like the athleticism. I like the player. So, I want to see a little more of him. Last team here, just going to recap real quick, and then I want to talk some FFPC stuff, uh, which I'm very excited for. But Washington Commanders, they have now put themselves in position to draft a quarterback. I said it from the beginning that Sam Howell needed to be absolutely awesome and electric, and he was very good for fantasy football. But then they benched him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, Joey Brissett's not the guy. And when you're when you buy a team, an NFL team. I've never done it because I don't have a billion dollars, right? But it's got to imagine it's very exciting. And when you take over, think about taking over a dynasty team. The first thing you do is you, you put your stamp on the team. And it's so easy taking over orphan teams in dynasty to just start doing trades. I've done it before. I trade them all the guys I don't like, keep all the guys I do, try and get draft picks, try and draft the guys I want, make it my team so I can turn around. That's the fun part is saying, hey, you know what? I picked up this dumpster here and I, I fixed it, right? That's what everyone wants to do in every format, including in real life. And this team, what's the best way to do that? Go out and draft a quarterback and put your stamp on the team with a quarterback. So I think that's what this team does. I think the new ownership goes out and drafts a quarterback, which they have, as, as of right now, are in line for the second pick. So, uh, you know, they have McLaurin and Dotson under contract. Decisions need to be made on Curtis Samuel and Logan Thomas and Antonio Gibson, right? But Brian Robinson will be there. Chris Rodriguez looks good. So I don't know. I want to see what they do. But uh, commanders definitely have some questions there. But that so that's it, you know. And we're this year we're going to get into a lot more dynasty stuff. Uh, I personally, I want to have a dynasty show once a week where we talk dynasty all year round, even during the regular season. We have the block, you know, one to three 
you know, we have the the technology. I want to do more of that because I play a ton of Dynasty. I talk a ton of Dynasty. I'm all over Reddit talking about it. I'm all over Twitter talking about it. But I realize that we don't have a lot of content at Fantasy Line for Dynasty. So we're going to we're gonna really get into that and get after it. So that's the plan there. One thing you got to do, though, to get in, get after, and lock down is the FFPC Playoff Challenge. I'm telling you, this is the most fun fantasy playoff format. Easily. Go to myffpc.com, use promo code COOP. They'll give you 25 bucks when you deposit 35 or more. But this is a blast, man. And we've been playing the weekly version all year. The weekly version is checkers, right? Bing, bang, king me. This is chess. Chess is the playoff one because the way it works is you pick your lineup and you can only pick one player from each team, just like the weekly one. But that's your team for the entire playoffs. And the Super Bowl players, they were the double. So there's a lot of strategy to it. So go to myffpc.com, use promo code COOP, get that set up. I'm not sure what you flashed on the screen there, Adam Bernard, but throw it up there. I don't know. Put it right up there, uh, whatever it is. There you go. Uh, there's two different levels you can play at. You can play at $35 buy-in. The winner of that gets $100,000, and there's a ton of prizes, like all the way through, right? There you go. So 475,000 winner gets 100k and a bunch of people are going to get $10,000, you know, 5,000, 4,000 depending on where you finish. Then you have the big dog, their flagship, that's $200 buy-in. There's fewer people in it than the other one, but the, there's a lot more prizes. So 1.4 million in total prizes. The winner gets a cool, clean half a million bucks, dude. Yeah. So I'm getting in on that and I'll tell you guys right now, this will sell out. It does every single year, and people say, oh, yeah, I'll get in on that whenever. It will sell out, and it sells out. It's already open now. I already I already registered a couple spots. I'm doing one 200, and I'm doing a couple of 35. So I've already got some spots registered. Get in there and get them set up now, and then go in and fill them out, like once we know what the, uh, the setup is, because these will sell out, I'm telling you. Uh, so I've been doing – I've been playing this for a couple of years. I've – done a ton of research. I have access thanks to our friends over at Fantasy Mojo to the results from last year. So if you want to get on that, you know, get a membership at Fantasy Mojo, you can pull that all up. I went through and checked it all out, and I'll tell you there are some tricks and there are some myths for sure. So, uh one myth right here is the myth of the playoff map. This is the one that fools people I think it's a mistake, and I think it takes too much time, and I think it's too difficult, which is people think that before they pick their players, they need to map out who's going to win and who's not. And they go through and say, okay, these are my Super Bowl teams. These are the teams that are going to lose. So I don't want to have guys on this team. I'm going to load up on these teams. Here's the thing is that this past year, the quarterback that – had everybody winning was Jalen Hurts, right? Who made it to the Super Bowl, did really well in the Super Bowl, you know, had three rushing touchdowns, right? But the year before that, it was Josh Allen and he didn't make the Super Bowl, right? What you need is you want to pick the best star players that are capable of spike weeks from each team and obviously lean into the better teams, but don't try to map it out because there were a lot of people out there that, you know, had Patrick Mahomes or had all these guys, if you had Patrick Mahomes, you did not finish towards the top. I checked it out. Almost every team that finished big in the money had Jalen Hurts and Travis Kelsey. The year before last, the big money player was Cooper Cup. Absolutely dominated in the Super Bowl. So that's how you got to play it. Don't worry about trying to map everything out. 
and I'm going to talk about that here, you know, about allocating players. I'll talk about that in a couple minutes, but you want to just focus on getting the best players on the best teams. Now, what you need to do is lean into the scoring. There's two unique things in the scoring here. One, tight end premium. One of the teams that took down the $35 one, they, they had a couple contests. One of the $35 contests, this guy won half a million dollars. He had four tight ends. He had four tight ends last year. He started uh, Dalton Schultz, TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson played one game last year. One game, and a lot of the top teams had Hawkinson because he had like 10 catches for over 100 yards. And in tight end premium, that's that's like a wide receiver having 15 catches, right? So, you know, you want to lean into that. The other thing is that the, it's four-point passing, which isn't unique, but only one point for turnovers, only negative one for turnovers. So look at Josh Allen, the league winner there. Who cares if he throws those arm punt interceptions? It doesn't matter to us, right? So I load up on mobile quarterbacks. I'm definitely going to have some two tight end builds. In the $200 one, the person that won only had one tight end, but the guys that came in second, third, and fourth had two tight ends. So I'm definitely going to do some, you know, we're, we're all about tight ends on this show, tight end whisper action. So we're going to do a bunch of tight end stuff. Uh, the other thing that kind of leans into that is you want to have a unique build. Uh, you know, you don't have to go crazy, but here's the thing. If you go look at the top, like, 10, 15 teams, a couple of those teams have the same build. If you finish with the same build as somebody else in first place, now you're chopping $100,000 with like three, four, five guys. If you have a unique build like that four tight end team did, he took the money home himself. So if you can get a little, obviously don't go too crazy, but lean into that, dude. Have a unique build. And if possible, uh, try and have multiple entries. So the number of entries is interesting to talk about because you can do 150. I think only one person maxed 150 in 2021. I'm not sure how many people maxed it last year, but honestly, I'm not maxing entries at 200 bucks and 150. You can if you want, but just know that that's, I recommend that for like professionals. Like if you're maxing a lot of things and you really take this seriously, then go ahead. But you don't have to do that because the guys that came in second and third, they weren't maxing them. You know, I guess one guy put in 50, but like the guys that came, the people that came in second and third in 2021, they each only had one entry. So it doesn't matter. You can go one entry. You can go multiple. You don't have to go crazy. Like This isn't one where you have to max enter it like, you know, some of the other ones. Uh, so I have no problem. I'm doing a couple. I think I'm doing like four or five. Uh, but yeah, don't worry about that. And the last thing I do want to touch on is that I said don't map out everything, but do allocate your positions. And what I mean by that is kicker and defense do score lower. And I went through and I looked at the past, you know, and there were a couple teams that finished in the money pretty high. There were a lot of teams that finished in the money in general that had a kicker that made it to the second round or a defense that made it to the second round. But the reality is that when you make this lineup, you're going to only have two teams out of all the playoff teams that you're not picking a player on, which means you have to pick teams with players that are going to lose in round one. And ideally, those are the teams where your kicker and defense are. Now, the other team, the other positions don't matter as much. Like you don't, you don't because it's tight end premium. I don't treat tight end and running back and wide receiver all that differently. They can lose in one round. They can lose in the next round. The important thing is that they have spike weeks. Like T.J. Hawkinson, one game, monster spike week. 
that he's done, that's perfect. One running back or wide receiver that in a losing effort can have a monster week, great. The one thing you do need is your quarterback needs to win a couple games. Your quarterback probably needs to go to the NFC or AFC championship. That's the one caveat. So pick a quarterback from a good team. That should be, that should go without saying. And for kicker and defense, definitely go with the teams that have the worst odds. And the last thing I want to throw in there is don't worry about bye weeks. Don't worry about them because the teams that won, the most common players last year on those teams were Jalen Hurts and Travis Kelsey, and they did not play in the – they had a bye week, right? But here's the thing. The Super Bowl is worth double. So they actually had the the same number of games as everybody else or more because they had a double game at the end. So if you really do believe in the one seeds, don't worry about the bye weeks. And that's it, dude. That's some tricks there. And once we get the actual layout of who the teams are, I'll give you some players too. And I'll tell you who I like, who I don't like. And somebody from the show will get rich. Hopefully it's me or hopefully it's you guys in the chat. But we're going to do it. This is the year. We're going in. So shout out at Fantasy Alarm. The next article, so one article is coming out soon with all these tips. That one's going to be free. Next one might be members only. Got to talk to the bosses. I would like it for it to be for everybody. But you know what? We always like to spoil our members. So they're going to get some stuff. Maybe we'll do ranking. There's going to be something behind the paywall for the members. So thank you guys for hanging out, man. Thank you all year. Hopefully you guys won your league. Go to myffpc.com. Use promo code COOP. They'll give you 25 when you deposit 35 or more for your first time and get in and get in there early because those will fill up. I promise you they will fill up and close. They always do. So get in there. Let's go. Thank you guys in the chat. Thank you, Adam Bernard behind the glass. That's it for me. Stay tuned for Brits Blitz coming up next.